all the dogs with Chansey and she, and man, it's the busiest time of year when it comes to Georgia football. So much to talk about. <laughs> we're just, you know, our we're we've we've got a ton for y'all today. It's gonna be the longest episode we've ever had. In reality, like, don't we, tempt we, it though. Yeah, we don't have a lot, but we might talk for a little while. <laughs> oh man, uh, Chance, how how you been, man? Oh, I was, I was telling you a little bit before. It's been good. Been uh, been wild around here, and um, but, but fortunately, all good stuff. And uh, every now and then, getting some good surprises from uh, from from Mister from our coach Coach Smart, uh, just throwing us some curve curveballs out here. We've had some some big news. You know, the funny thing is, I had been reading online, you know, that we had a big surprise coming, and I don't even think the people that know him best my wife is sitting here hey kid anna do you want to come say say hello I just hey kid anna she's going to get laundry detergent you want to say hey hey to all the dog fans what's up dog fans they heard you <laughs> all right have fun hope you have a great night have fun watching the bachelor anyway yeah she has to watch the uh, delayed bachelor on wednesday nights because she works Oh, no, it's Tuesday, sorry. Well, usually Wednesday, but she's not working tonight, but she works tonight, so she has to watch it on delay. Um, so, yeah. So, no spoilers. No spoilers. Not that I'm giving her any, but there's that. Um, what was I talking about? You're talking about the big she, surprise. She scared the hell out of me because it's dark in the next room, so I'm like, what is that noise? And then there's just a person standing there. Um, anyway, that was just, that's a great, that's the intro right there, baby. Um I had been reading online about how some there was some big surprise that was coming, some big hire or something like that. So uh, I, I don't think anybody, even the people that know him the best or or super plugged in in the uh, in the um, program, there was like a very small amount of people that knew that this was about to happen. So uh, we'll, we'll get into the Cochran hire in a little bit, but man, I'm pumped about it, no doubt about it. Let's go ahead and get the uh, let's go ahead and get, get the, the bad stuff the, out of the way. See, let's get the bad news out of the way. Uh, our uh, Devontae Wyatt got arrested. You're you're a little more you're a little more up to speed on 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 that. So what 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 exactly happened there? Well, I mean, of course it's no no laughing matter, uh, but it's not as bad as it first came out to be. It is just kind of ridiculous that it was first tabbed as so. I think it was like trespassing um, and breaking and entering and then also like they labeled it as family violence because him and this girl uh lived together but there was no assault um there was no battery like he didn't hit her or anything like that but he kicked her door in so i guess they classified it as family violence because of that but there was a uh, a um, bystander who called the cops and um because he you know i guess they saw that they were having a altercation and, and whatnot, and it carried into the building. And so uh, I think when the cops showed up, they were literally both him and the girl were actually walking out of the door. I think they're about to get in the car and go somewhere. So uh, kind of one of the things that when it first came out and I saw the label of what he did, I said, first of all, that's terrible. Second of all, he gone. Uh, <laughs> but thankfully, it was not near as bad, and, and nobody, you know, they were both, quoted as saying that nobody felt like they were uh you know in fear in fear of their safety and whatnot so um 
I, I don't know if I don't know if there were any any charges or anything like that, but he was booked. He was uh, you know on bail, and then uh, I don't think I'm sure it's I'm sure it's just going to be something that's going to be handled internally. But uh, there will probably be other arrests if we're judging by the trend analysis from the previous I don't know 20 years of Georgia football, if not more. Uh, we will probably have more than one off-season arrest. Would you say so, Chance? It doesn't take uh, the hardcore analytics folks to have to figure out that somebody else is going to go into the Athens-Clark County Jail. (laughs) No, you can be a pretty casual Georgia football fan, and you know that's going to happen. It's kind of something – I don't know if it's it's almost something that we, like, pride ourselves in at at this point. Well, people love to – people around the – Around, especially around the SEC, love to give us a hard time about it. Um, oh yeah, but uh, do you remember but, the one year that you know? And some of these things were bad, but there was a year where both us and Penn State it was like a race, and it was during the Rick era. It was like I think it was like oh nine, maybe oh eight, something like that. And we had like twelve off season arrests, and Penn State, us and Penn State were like neck and neck. <laughs> and I think Penn State ended up having like fifteen off season arrests, but it was just like. What the hell is going on with these two programs? We were just having arrest after arrest. Um, of course, you know some of the stuff. It may have been, it may have been like 2010, something like that. But um, I almost feel like the uh, Isaiah Crowell scratched off serial number on the gun was was part of it. But you never know. <laughs> Honestly, they all kind of blend together after a while. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I was like. I was trying to figure out. I was like, "Why did why did such and such get kicked off the team?" I was like, "I don't even know, man." They these guys just marijuana, scratch serial numbers on guns, uh, getting kicking in fights. Doors in. Yeah, yeah, like kicking people in the face, like stuff. <laughs> it's crazy things. Well, anyway, so that's possibly the the, the first of more to come. Um, but uh, has it, has anybody else gotten in trouble this off season? I think that's. I think that's it. Yeah. Knock on some wood. Is your desk yeah. wood? Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. We're okay, good. good. Um, so now let's get to the to the good stuff. Um, so as you were uh, uh, insinuating earlier, uh, we have a new uh, special teams coordinator, um, which is the most. <laughs> if we had put money on who I thought was going to be our new special teams coordinator. I would not have put it on this guy. This was not my top pick. I'm excited uh, and 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 thankful that he is uh, in this position. But Scott Cochran, long time, um, very well, by far the most well known uh, uh, conditioning and uh, strength training coach in the country, kind of changed that whole dynamic of that position. I mean, he's pretty much has revolutionized. That and is you talk to anybody in Alabama, he's the guy that kind of changed some of those teams. I mean, you're it's crazy to hear some of the stories about him. Just as much as Saban Cochran on the other side is a has just done some phenomenal things. But he's now he's now he's now a dog. Um, he this was somebody that Kirby went after back when he 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 wanted Cochran to come on from the beginning, um, and he yeah. tried to he tried to pull him. And um, and so this is it's kind of out of left field. Uh, what were your what were your initial thoughts on this? I love to have somebody that scary on my staff. <laughs> <laughs> I remember whenever he kind of first came on the scene. I mean, when he first 
he came in with Saban. So he was one of, I think, two assistants that were still there, you know, last year that were with him on the on the original staff that, that came in with him. Um, he, I remember back then, that was kind of, I mean, 2007, 2008, I mean, that was when YouTube was really starting to pick up. I mean, that was whenever things, you know, we, it's not like today when it's like you see a YouTube video every day. Uh, it was it was kind of starting to pick up, but I remember just initially starting to see who the hell this guy was and the way he acted, and it terrified me. And then a few years ago, he shaved his head. He used to have the like long blonde hair. Now he don't have any hair, and now it's like, good God, he's scary. So it's just uh, one of those things that I'm one. This is this was a. One, of course, a calculated decision. Two, he's a recruiter, special teams coordinator. Any, I mean, don't, I don't want to say anybody can do that, but anybody with any kind of coaching experience, he doesn't really have much coaching experience. He was a GA at LSU, um, and he he attended LSU. He he got a uh, sport management major or a uh, post post grad degree from the uh, uh, LSU, and of course. I think everybody thinks like, okay, he's going to come in and, and you know do just fine in a special teams coordinator position, but he's going to be a recruiter. He's going to be sitting in, in living rooms, and he's going to be able to say, hey, look, look what I did with these Alabama teams. L- listen to what these people say. What was it? That, who was it that said, had the comments, he's running back for the Raiders? What's his name again? Oh, um, I can see if I can figure it out while you're talking about him. I'm, I'm I'm upset that I can't remember what he said, but basically Josh was, Josh um, Jacobs, yeah Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs, yeah, yeah he he basically said that he he basically credited Cochran as the lifeblood of the Alabama football team, like like almost like he was more of a, a higher figure in that program and more respected than Nick Saban. It's kind of the way I I took it as well and. A lot of guys have referred. I've heard it a couple of times as the glue of the team. I mean, he's he's the guy because I mean, you think about it. They're with strength and conditioning more than anybody. Yeah. I mean, and and he so he is was a very present guy in all this. Uh, this is obviously, and there was something to do, and I, and I, I didn't look it up, but because it was in Alabama, but I know part of the reason why. He was um, stated Alabama was to get because it's like public school. He gets however much he he has to stay there for a certain period of time to get some sort of benefits or payment or or something. I can't remember what the deal was. Yeah, but I think he was able. I think he was able to do all that. But uh, I think his plan. I mean, it, it's kind of it's just kind of crazy that he he's changed everything about. Uh, I mean. This is a completely new territory for him, um, but he he wants to be that guy going into the home. He's never had the chance to do that. He's always been the guy at the school, and uh, and so now he's going to be able to, to go on the road. And, and I've I've seen some interesting uh, uh, thoughts uh, about people saying that his his end game is a head coaching job. I mean, he wants to try to get a head coaching job and be that CEO, and that's what I've, I've heard some 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 people say that. Which really, be somebody, people have talked about that. People have talked about like I don't know if it's a big premier program, but there, but there, but the whole thought, but people are 
this is people insinuating, but saying he's been around the CEO of college football for however many years or whatever the case may be. He gets player. Now, like I said, I'm not saying I agree with this, but this is what they've. This is what people have been like. I can't remember. What, I've read it on a couple of different websites. Um, I think the Athletic was one of them. Um, actually, I think my buddy Devin sent me one of those from from there. But uh, shout but yeah, out Devin. Shout out, shout out <laughs> Devin. Uh, but um, I, it's interesting now to kind of think. Okay, well, what is like what is the end game? And I think a lot of it too is something new. I mean, you've been doing the same thing for years and years and years. Uh, it's a it's a good change of pace, new environment. Um, yeah, but so, I mean, you usually look at if somebody's been in strength and conditioning for the past fifteen plus years, like that. That's not something like they would have moved on to a either a position coach or a special teams coordinator, something like that, like an on-field coach, you know, five years into being a strength and conditioning coach. Like, if that's what they're, you know, you, normally that's like kind of a timeline. Or or if, you're, yeah. if your goals change. I mean, yeah. so, so like for, for him, I mean, obviously this is his passion. I mean, doing this is – he has loved doing this, and it was – I mean, he's been doing it better than anybody else for – a decade for, for more than a decade. Um, but it, but I mean, it, it's possible to think like you're nine years into it and you're like, okay, what's my, what's my strategy here? Like, what's my, what's my long term? What do I, where am I seeing myself in five, I, six, I mean, seven I, years? I agree. I mean, I think goals can change. It's just kind of unusual for somebody to take that kind of a timeline where they stick with the same, you know, I mean, strength and conditioning coaches are, are grunts, man. I mean, they do all the behind-the-scenes work, but when it comes to game day, it's like, you know, Scott Sinclair is just uh, holding Kirby's pants back, you know? <laughs> I mean, and that's just I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, he's a motivator, which makes sense. Uh, so it's just it's just unusual to see somebody be in that kind of a role for an extended period of time and to say, hey, I kind of want to move into a position coach, you know? So yeah, that's, well, that's awesome. And, that, and so I'm interested to see what the – what the timeline is on this and kind of what the what the game plan is there and but either way i mean man you you can't tell me that we do not have the best team of recruiters in the country best damn staff <laughs> in the world man if you i mean i i would have put ours up against anybody this past year obviously we have the number one class in the country but now you just take <laughs> you just take it and it was like it was like when the it was like when the warriors got Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's like ain't fair. <laughs> I mean, obviously this this has to translate to on-field performance and things like that, but I mean, having a guy like that on your staff uh is to to me I don't see the only thing is the only thing I could potentially see happening is that he's just such a presence that it rubs guys the the, the wrong way or like he doesn't mesh well with other folks like Sinclair or something like that. I mean, you that know what's be... crazy? I didn't, I didn't know this until it started looking into it, but so Cochran and Kirby are boys. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But it makes sense. I mean, they were on the same staff for a long time, but Kirby, I mean, Kirby wanted Cochran from the beginning, like you said earlier. So they're, they're boys, their families are close. And then, I don't know how what the connection there is, but Scott Sin- Sinclair and Cochran are boys. So I don't. I, I mean, it's it kind of seems like it's like best case scenario at this point. We've got yeah. two essentially two strength and conditioning coaches, 
One of which, I mean, you saw the video. Like, Cochran was leading warm-ups at one of the practices. That's Sinclair's job. And so I'm sure they, they probably did that for a little bit of a stage moment there. Uh, but still, man, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things that if they all get along, let's just have as many awesome dudes as we can. <laughs> I, I, want, I want all the best. These guys don't sleep, man. <laughs> Either way, um, this is a... Uh... This is an awesome, just, like we said, I think we might have even said, I don't even know if we talked about this, but just some major changes in the coaching staff. But just to me now, I'm feeling real positive about all of them. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. I feel great about what we're doing across the board. Uh, and it's, it should be exciting, man. I'm, I'm this. I was not ready for this. This news was not, whenever I saw, uh, I'm trying to think what the first thing was that came in. Um, I, I texted it? the group text. I was like, I, was I like, know you. T- I was like, yeah. Cochran, Cochran leaving Bama for Georgia, and you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and literally as soon as I think, I think yours was first, and then I had like four group chats just blow up. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, yeah. it was nuts, but awesome news just across the board, and I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it, man. Really, me this chance. I mean, this isn't super related to Cochran, but we were just talking about the staff. How the hell have we kept Del McGee on this coaching staff for as long as we have? How long has he been here? Five years? I mean, Longer been, than that? Yeah. That, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, did he come in with Kirby? He came in with Kirby. Yeah, so um, 20, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Because th- every year he's like, I kind of tense up every time I think about him because I'm like, who's going to get him? Like, Who's, yeah, like who's yeah. gonna go after him? What are they gonna offer him? How much are we paying him? Do you know how much we're paying him? Hell, if I know, it's probably like a, a billion dollars. <laughs> a billion dollars. <laughs> I, I was about to say buck fifty, but I mean, I, I think he's legit, like six six fifty, seven hundred, something like that. Uh, you and me look that up. Sure, you go ahead. Go ahead. I, I mean, I I think about it all the time, but man, he is. I mean, he he might be our best recruiter. Period. I mean, and there might, there might, I'm, I'm on two four seven. There might be a video that's about to play in the background. <laughs> Just prepare, prepare I'm tr- yourself. I'm trying to I'd like click off of everything. Okay, so he makes five fifty. That's his oh, salary. Wow. So yeah. I mean, he's a position coach. That's that's yeah. that's pretty high for a position coach. Yeah. Well, so, that, so I wonder I, if that's going to be I, raised up because I mean that's less than what Cochran's about to make. That's actually I, that's actually very low to me. So I, I'm, I mean, compared to what he does for us, if you're going to compare it across the board, but um, oh, I take that back. It's it's exactly what Cochran's about to make, which is forty thousand dollars, then less than what he made at Alabama, but is also um, one hundred twenty five thousand dollars more than what uh, Scott Fountain made last year. So. No, sorry, not one hundred twenty, two hundred twenty-five thousand. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Where are we? I mean, this we've just got money to blow right now. The program <laughs> has never had more financial backing than it does at this moment. Well, do some, make a move like that with Cochran, and we can keep guys. I mean, guys like Dale. I mean, the the, the recruits just flock to him, man. I don't know what he does, but he connects with them in a way that few can um 
So I, I love it. I, he, he's. I don't like talking about him much because I'm like, I don't want people to hear. It's a secret. <laughs> keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. <laughs> so, um, but no, that's a, that's a real good point. I mean, another year where we've got him, and um, I don't know what Kirby's. I don't know if we're if we're paying them under the table, then keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we're paying coaches under the table, like no big deal. But <laughs> yeah, uh, just as long as we. Don't let the uh, player stuff get out. Uh, anyway, um, so not saying that that's what we do, but you never, you know, we don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> shut up! Um, shut up. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's move. Oh wait, real quick, a uh, couple of things about Cochran. Uh, one, a lot of people have brought up the fact that. We talked about it right before we started, but uh, back when we played Alabama in the blackout in 2008, uh, before, you know, it was kind of one of the, I told you, I was like, this is one of the first, like, viral videos that I remember watching, but it was Scott Cochran at Alabama's practice, and he's talking like this, you know, like, crazy man that he is, uh, which found out that he's Cajun, so that all makes sense, Um, but anyway, he said that, he made the comment, like, you know why they're 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 wearing the black jerseys because they're going to the funeral. So it came like that became like a famous thing that he said, and now it all comes full circle. Now he's coming. He he probably I would say that that game was what was the pedestal for Alabama to become Alabama that we know them as today, because they went to the SEC championship that year. They lost to Florida the next year. They they beat Florida, won the national championship. But that that game was the catalyst, the turning point for that program, and also vice versa was the turning point for our program for a little while. So anyway, just thought that was crazy. It's like, man, this guy that so long ago was the juice behind kicking our ass on that on that Saturday night in in Sanford Stadium, and now he's he's about to be coaching a team that's going to be playing in Sanford Stadium. So pumped about that. Well, um, and also, also too, he uh, I, when you mentioned that one, I was like, don't forget the uh, he took the seventeen runners up trophy, and yeah. in the middle of the in the middle of the locker room, just well, he walks up. I'm watching it right now. Remember exactly what happened. He's holding it up in the air, and he's got a sledgehammer with him. But he does, he just drops the sledgehammer and just throws it straight <laughs> onto the ground, and it shatters into a million pieces. And that thing is like you can tell that thing is thick. And he just it just goes everywhere. I mean, it's it's wild. Did you watch he's insane, the, man? Have you watched the clip where he's like, it's just like him walking around the Alabama weight room and just yelling at people. He's like, <laughs> I need you lower. <laughs> Some dudes doing squats like, Coach, I can't get no lower. <laughs> anyway, I just thought, golly, he's he's a, he's he's crazy. And I love it, and I'm happy he's with us. Like, I cannot believe that Kane Kirby went into Alabama and stole. That's probably his greatest recruit that he's ever stolen from anybody. He's like, man, he just, see you, little Nicky. <laughs> I'll take Cochran with me. Oh, sometimes, sometimes, you got, sometimes you got to go uh, down into hell and, and, and save somebody. And <laughs> so no <laughs> we, saved, we saved Cochran. So. That's a good way to put it, man. Get him out of that place. Well, um, Chance, uh, did you get a chance to watch much of the Combine this uh, past week? I've tried to watch some of our boys. Um, I've been doing a lot of 
uh, traveling here this past week, so most of what I have seen has been on like Instagram and, and some some highlights and stuff. But uh, our guys that have gone um, uh, seen seen a good bit, some some surprising stuff, and then stuff that's not so surprising. Um, I think uh, let's see, you got J.R. Reed listed up here first. Ran a four uh, five four on the forty. Wait, and, hold on, uh, hold on. Beto, Beto, are you listening? That's for you, buddy. Four five four. We made Official. Sure we, we made sure we put that up at the top. Uh, <laughs> our our buddy Nick Beto loves J.R. Reed. Uh, with a passion, so we had to make sure we put that up. At favorite top player, favorite player. <laughs> um, no, he did. Yeah. He did well. I, I didn't see anything else that he did. I mean, I don't know if he did anything else. Pretty outstanding. You know, the, the funny thing about the combine is it's like okay, you do, uh, you know, basically like a a, a a jumping drill. I don't even know what, what the hell is it called. Like uh, anyway, you just test to see how high you can jump. You do a bench press. Yeah, vertical jump. That makes sense. Uh, you do the broad jump, <laughs> broad jump, uh, three, the three cone, you do the 20 yard shuffle, those, those things or whatever. So the, the there's shuffle. nothing, there's nothing that really anybody cares to see except for the forties. And so that's pretty much all that I ever made a comment about, but Gerald Reed, four, five, four, 40. That's solid for him. Uh, what, what did Swift do? Swift had a four, four, eight and, uh, which is awesome. Um, and, and you, like you put on here, uh, better than than Sony and Chubb. I mean, they were both very close to each other. And um, the did you see the, the video? They put them like kind of transposed on each other. Yeah, channel? yeah. And he, I mean, it was it was wild, man. I mean, he Swift did an amazing job. I was not ready for that. Um, I'm glad to see that uh, he he still got it, especially after all the injuries and stuff like that. I mean, kind of being banged up over the last couple of years, uh, really. Good to see that because, like you're talking about, that's what they're uh, that's what people are looking at now. That's what these scouts are looking at too. They want to see that that breakaway speed, and that was one of the things that everybody was kind of questioning. Does he have that? I mean, and we obviously know that he has that, uh, especially game time. Um, that that move he's got the, his juke, and then he can he goes from zero to sixty in no time flat. Boy's got acceleration. It's unbelievable. So um just pumped to see that. So uh, I mean a four a four four eight's good. That's oh, yeah. I mean that's really solid for a running back. And like we said, Chubb and Sony ran like a four five one, four five two. Uh I mean, I think Swift is maybe he, he might be like five or or maybe seven pounds lighter than Chubb was whenever he ran his forty. Um I mean Chubb was like two twenty, I think. Maybe two fifteen. So I mean Swift came in at 212 at the combine, which is bigger than I thought he was. And he's only like 5'8 and a half, something like yeah. that. So I'm um I'm looking forward to seeing what I mean, he's some people are saying he might go to the Chiefs, and I'm like, "Oh, repeat Super Bowl. Done." <laughs> if if they get a running back like him, there's no doubt. I mean, they've got too many they they can outscore anybody. Doesn't matter. I mean, they could be going up against the like 2000 one Ravens defense and still put up 50 points on them. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pumped about it. I definitely want to see him get in the right um, the right setting because he's not going to be that guy. Nobody's going to work him like the Browns have worked Chubb, and and he would not be able to thrive in that kind of environment where they rely on him. Um, 
that much. I mean, nobody can do that. Chubb's like a freaking monster. But um, <laughs> I love but, that man. Oh God, he's incredible. Uh, I miss him literally every day. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up. I, I think about him at least two to three times a day. <laughs> the the thing is, we had so many incredible running backs all within like a five year span, and to think that three of them were actually on the same team together still just makes me like it makes me just be like how is that even possible and all these guys are i mean chubb chubb and Gurley. i i i mean and sony at times but i definitely consider chubb and Gurley to be top five georgia running backs of all time and they both played on the same team at one point <laughs> i think about that auburn game often uh yeah when he came back oh man just just special. What, oh God, what could have been with the <laughs> kickoff return? Oh, my God. God. Oh, man. Satan was trying to was trying who to ruin was, it for us, but he couldn't, he couldn't take it from us. <laughs> Jesus was, the, was in that place. <laughs> I, feel, I feel Jesus in Sanford Stadium tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it that had the holding call on that on that kickoff return? I know this is kind of neither here nor there. But I don't know. This, I um was it because it was they were it just was like, dude you should not even be on the field. But I thought, but, but I thought it was pretty ticky tacky. Like I, I thought that it was, and obviously that might be very biased eyes. But um, anyway, uh, I'm gonna go look it up, and I'm just gonna like post something and, and be like, <laughs> "Damn it, Ryan Rankin or like whoever it was." <laughs> <laughs> should just blame him <laughs> and not look it up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was Ryan. <laughs> uh, the, uh, guy, the guy that uh, didn't surprise us too much, um, Fromm's, I mean, everybody kind of freaked out about Fromm's 40, uh, was five 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 oh one five oh one 501. 501, pretty slow. Yeah. Well, That's slower uh, than what I ran in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not exactly great, um, but... I don't think people are really looking to that, uh, so not really a huge deal um, there. His most folks did look at him and pretty much say that uh, he was on everybody's kind of like everybody always does the trending up, trending down boards um, for uh, during the combine. He was definitely kind of unanimously on the trending down. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he was. He he definitely uh, did not have a great. He didn't throw great either. Uh, nothing stood out about that. He missed some pretty – I mean, obviously all the throws in the combine are open, but, he, I mean, he didn't hit – he didn't hit – he didn't hit routes well. Um, there, so he was – it wasn't great for him, needless to say. So, I mean, he'll yeah. he'll kind of need um, – he'll need a good day when they come down to Georgia and, and practice. I, I didn't expect him to look good at the combine. I really didn't. I mean, I knew he was going to be slow on the 40. I made a note here. I did not expect him to be slower than Eason. Yeah. <laughs> Eason ran a 4.89. Give give credit to that guy. And I'm pulling, I'm really pulling for Eason. I think Eason is awesome. Um, and, I mean, I'm pulling for Fromm, obviously, as well. But it is a – I mean, to be a quarterback these days, you have to have a little bit of speed. I, I mean, I've just – even though straight line speed, Eason ran faster, I still know that Fromm's pocket presence and his ability to move around the pocket was better than Eason's. At least whenever, you know, his freshman and, and part of his sophomore year in, in college. Um, but regardless, pulling for both of these guys, I think Eason's, I mean, Eason's arm is 
not even I mean it's way leagues ahead of of Fromm's. I mean Easton's arm is is kind of one of those things that the only other person that they compare him to is Matthew Stafford who had a generational arm the generation before him essentially. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing but what both of these guys are going to do but I mean I don't think anybody thought that Fromm was going to run a 4 or 5 or something. I mean good god. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So um interested to see kind of where where he's at, I mean and where he ends up but uh but i mean a good combine um nothing nothing crazy uh standing out there but um but but good across the board i'll i'll take swift as kind of the the not, i guess not much so much a surprise 40 but uh, him and jr had some had good times so proud of them there but we did want to mention a couple of uh non-dogs in the combine uh <laughs> apparently Herm Edwards is juicing the the water for an Arizona because the punter just threw he threw up twenty five reps on the bench. Um, because what what is it on the bench? How much is the bench? Two twenty five. Yeah, yeah two twenty five. So, uh, it was wild. I mean, punter just, just did went you watch down. the video? That yeah. dude was just just boom boom boom. I was he like, was slinging God. weight, man. And the uh, funny thing is the spotter was sitting there like, okay, he gets like five. And he's like, okay, he's got five or whatever. And probably expects him to do like eight or ten. But he's still slamming them. <laughs> and I tell you I tell you who was probably the most pumped is, uh, what's that face? The guy's face. Uh, Pat McAfee. He, uh-huh. he, I haven't seen on his on his Instagram whether or not he made a comment on it or not. But surely he's going to like do a commentary on it. Or it's probably been on his show. But anyway, dude's like hammering them out and then the spotter just like slowly is just like oh my gosh <laughs> like, and he's just starting yeah. to laugh at himself he's like yeah but like you know he's trying to pump up everybody that's watching him oh man unexpected completely and then um the guy that uh what's his name what was this kid's name that uh it doesn't the, matter <laughs> the uh nebraska defensive lineman 308 ran a 476 and you have to watch it <laughs> to believe it, <laughs> and but you also have to watch it to and, and hear the audio because you can hear him, you can hear the steps like you can. <gasps> he- <laughs> I mean, oh my god, it does not look real, and uh, he's a and big the boy. commentators, the commentators are like you know it's e- uh, Eisen or whatever, and uh, I think uh, primetime. I think Dion is up there with him, and they're both like, "Good God!" <laughs> <laughs> like one of us like. One of them's like, geez, <laughs> it's like like it took his breath out. I mean, it, it was it was wild to see. Um, Three hundred eight pounds, four seven six. It's like I told you earlier. It's like that boy don't miss a hot sign at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Krispy Kreme is gonna ru- break the door down. Run zoom, through. zoom. <laughs> Holy cow, man! But, but also uh, good for him, man. I love seeing a big man that can can haul ass. And you know what the thing is, even just based off of that. I don't know what like his status is. I mean, he got invited to the combine. That's great, but I mean, maybe just because of that, he might get drafted. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's because it's like uh, I always. Anytime it comes to to combine t- season, uh, I always think of Chris Conley, who just changed the course of his career. Yeah, because no of the combine. I mean, yeah. he he won the combine, um, and so it's uh, it, that, that kind of stuff gets me pumped up. So, man. Mentioning his name after us just talking about the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, mm. I just realized I, that I hadn't thought about that either. He missed out on that, and now he's in Jacksonville. 
<laughs> God, Jeez. that sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Conley. Oh, mm. is there any com- any more comments on the uh, on the combine? The results from the dogs. I mean, all in all, pretty good performance. I think. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good a good showing. Um, no, nothing, nothing crazy, unexpected, uh, good or bad. So um, you you can't uh, can't ask for too much better. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. I mean, I think the draft. This is probably the most anticipated draft, at least for for most dog fans in a long time. Uh, heck, it wasn't too long ago where we only had one guy get drafted. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah yeah. McKenzie, 2016 or. Well, I guess it was 2017 draft. We had one guy get drafted. Now we got 10 guys going to the combine. I mean, it's looking up, baby. I love it. We got Cochran. Cochran's here. He's he's in Athens, so, man, I'm looking forward to it. Um, wanted to make sure we mentioned on here, uh, we probably should have said at the beginning because if you've gone this far with us, then, uh, you know, God bless you. We probably say that too much, but it is what it is. Um, but either way you look at it um, – G-Day was announced for April 18th at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I think it's going to have some sort of simulcast. I think they're going to do like the Georgia, Florida, and Alabama spring games and kind of swap between them. Is that not ridiculous? Are you serious? Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like... I mean, then, man, ESPN just loves to ruin this thing. Just put the dang spring game on. Heck, you don't even need commentators. Just put it on there and let us watch it. I don't want to hear what you have to say. And I definitely don't want like all these people being refs in the game. That yeah, was that, so dumb. That uh, just that upsets me every single time. <laughs> it was just, it was because it was the the freaking Marty show, uh, Marty McFly or whatever his name is. Marty he uh, McFly. he he was ridiculous. He was running around just running around rah, 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 NASCAR, rah, 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 rah. and I'm just like, dude, let me watch the game. Yeah, it was <laughs> the only the up. only cool part. The only cool part was when they when Maria Taylor was interviewing Kirby. On the yeah. field, like that—that that was, that was awesome. good. ESPN, do that. Everything else you did, don't do it. Because because Maria Maria loves Kirby. Kirby loves Maria. Like that's they're dogs. They're both dogs. There's a connection there, and it's also like she asked him questions that Georgia fans or college football fans would love to hear. Like kind of, hey, explain, walk me through this play that they're, they're about to run, and what how is the defense going to defend it? And put the microphone in front of his mouth, and he goes. You know, Bonnie Blah, they're going to come up right here and cover three, you know, whatever. And that's this kind of stuff that, hey, I pay, I pay to hear that. I don't want to hear Marty McGee talk about how he should have called a holding, holding penalty on the last play. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, geez, he is. Anyway, sorry, Marty's. Marty McFly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what his name was. <laughs> I could not it, remember it, his name. It's it's close enough, and I just. You're making me want to watch Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that a lot. Haven't watched Back to the Future in a while. Can't remember how what, where it was referenced recently, and I was like, you know what? Just, just a quality movie. It's just great. A, it's uh, phenomenal. All of them are good. Yeah, I, mean, I I enjoy. It's kind of one of those weird trilogies where I I like all three. Yeah, which is not they, usually the case. Yeah, they, they even even the third one stretching it a good bit. And, yeah, and, and doing that that's still a still a good movie. So. Uh, so back to the future 10 out of 10 highly recommend uh, that's our uh, movie recommendation <laughs> of the Wait, week <laughs> what, what's the best when uh, hold on what's the best trilogy of all time uh, Lord of the Rings 
I knew you were going to say Lord of the Rings. I'm going to go with Star Wars. But Lord of the Rings is like right there. It's all. I almost, just as a joke, I was almost like, just Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Trilogy times three. <laughs> I'm pretty sure nine is coming out. Isn't it nine? Yeah, no, it's I think nine. nine's and coming I, out. And I saw something about Ben Stiller supposed to be in it. Oh, I saw sweet, it today. Baby, Jesus. Like, why is Ben Stiller in it? Apparently, I was reading this, and this is obviously very related to Georgia football. That's good. Uh, that apparently, like overseas, these movies just make trillions of dollars. They do. And they mean, make trillions of dollars in the United States. Well, yeah, I mean, trillions, you know, I mean, they're making they're making a ton of money here, but then they're saying that like overseas, the the, the more outrageous they get, the more people just get super pumped up, and like uh, the the Asian market does super well. They love well, they the had rock. Tokyo Drift, right. and after that, they've watched every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kudos to the. Fast and Furious folks because God, I feel like they're coming out every six months now. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you ever seen clips from like an Indian movie? Like Bollywood type stuff? They're so outlandish, like Fast and Furious like is nothing. So it's, it's like tame. it kinda makes sense. <laughs> it probably probably makes sense. Probably really big over there. Um anyway, uh that's your movie t- <laughs> that's, your, that's your Fast and Furious t- <laughs> Fast hey, and Furious man, clip of you know, the week. Maybe we need to have a movie snippet at the end of these off-season episodes. Uh, Or maybe not. Maybe we should just shut up and end the episode. (laughs) We could do that, too. So, Uh, I would say any parting thoughts, but since we're already on Fast and the Furious, I think we've covered everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Looking forward to G-Day, and go dogs! (laughs) Dogs on top, dude.